You are now listening to The Burn One for Ricky Fantasy Football League Presented by Your girl Lisa Ann Welcome back to the Burn One for Ricky podcast. I am your host, Alex Krivda, here with my co-host, Shane Kranick, and a new co-host, one of the newest league members, Rich Curtis. Sports, 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 let's go, baby! <laughs> yeah, glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, I, I enjoy your podcast, so this is an honor to uh, finally burn one live on the podcast with the fellas to celebrate week 10. Howdy, fellas. Yeah, so we had a... Uh, it's it's a wild league uh, right now. We'll talk about standings in a little bit. Did he forget fun, the podcast? I think this podcast? year this is probably the closest the league has been since like in our first nine weeks or whatever in a long time. <clears throat> I know all the bottom feeders won last week too, um, so it's, <laughs> it's good to see some competitive edge going on in the league. Nobody's quitting early. Um, first things first. Congrats to Dylan for winning his second weekly prize of the year last week. Good job, Dylan. Congrats. Um, it was the Randy Moss Award, I believe, given to the receiver with the most catches or the player with the most catches. He had Devontae Adams go for 10 catches. Um, Jason Kelsey and Juju also had 10 catches, I believe, last week, but uh, Devontae had the tiebreaker with the longer reception. No, honestly, a little surprising there. I mean, Devontae Adams, who would have guessed? Uh, the Mr. Catch Machine himself. I, I mean, you got to hope that uh, one of these – one of these uh, things falls our way again. Points, points, points is looking for their two time and become the two time. So I like that you guys do this, man. I've never seen this before in any leagues. Uh, it's just something nice to kind of win a little extra cash weekly. We got to get that mindset right for you, Rich. I don't want you to say you guys anymore. It's got to be you like that we do this, right? Yeah. You're one of us now. <laughs> yeah, I like that, man. I appreciate that. Um, Crane, I know you hate the weekly prizes. Now nine weeks in. Have you won any this year? Are <laughs> oh, you won one? I won one, yeah. Uh, it, it retracted from my buy-in, which I still owe to the commissioner. So I like that aspect of it. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, I honestly, what are they now, $50, Crib? Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, my qualm with them in the past was, like, that's, uh, I don't know. I'm not gambling on football as much this year, so now it's like, oh, I'll take 50 bucks. Before it was like, oh, I have, like, $300 on the Vikings, like, 25 bucks. Uh, uh. Yeah, know, but yeah, no, I like it. Bags that we're all not dropping major bills here. <clears throat> no, Rich, as as I uh, said, I'm not betting as much, so I was not winning. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely not money bags. <laughs> yeah, don't let Matt hear that you were betting 300 on the Vikings. He's gonna throw a fit. Oh my Why? gosh, <laughs> Matt degenerate. He's that's... a degenerate. Um, I've found life a little bit more enjoyable as I've steps back from uh, gambling on football. It's fun to just watch the games again and not be sweating about uh, if they're going to score 44 points or not. Yeah, right. Um, as I mentioned, the standings are very close. So we have three teams at six and three. That's Bob, Tim, and Joey G. We have one, two, three, four, five teams at five and four. Me, the Anal Raiders, uh, <laughs> Wames, Kevin, and Points. And then we have two teams at four and five, Jock and Xander. And then four teams at three and six. So, like I said, the last teams, like, theoretically are still liable to come in first. Like, it's it's anybody's league right now, and it's what we love about the Burn One League. 
It's, it's pretty crazy. Xander is very comparable to a geese or a goose. Uh, his record always flies south for the winter when the weather starts turning cold. And uh, year in, year out, no matter who's on his team, it's just like a shit show when, when the calendar hits November. It's insane how bad he gets. He starts out hot every year. Two, three years ago, KPMG locked him in the warehouse. I think he started out 5-0 and and finished like on a seven-game skid. Um, yeah, it's insane, Xander. I don't know. Uh, he put up like 50 points one week too, right? Yeah, maybe they maybe they got him in a warehouse in Belgium. I don't know. We got to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? It's like you, you um, hope guys. at this point of the season – you start to feel a little comfortable, right? Like if you're on the top tier of the of those of those standings, you're like, all right, how many games can I lose theoretically before I got to start sweating? And you can't do that right now. There is zero breathing room, zero room for error. And I'm starting Jacoby Brissett this week, going, holy shit, I'm done. I am done. Pack it in, boys. Season's over. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to talk about quarterbacks coming up. I've been on the edge of my seat for weeks now because I still, I think I forget what I started at, but I'm still only at three and six. So, like, I'm not mathematically eliminated yet, but I think one more might put the dagger in the three and six teams. So it's kind of like winner go home for us. Uh, yeah. Which is fun, but not really that fun because my team isn't anything to write home about. <laughs> That's right. Well, all right, let's talk about uh, last week's uh, games here. Um Let's, let's go one second. We'll go to a little commercial break and we'll come back. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces are the same that burn crosses. Some of those that work forces Try to save that poor crosses uh! You do what they told you You do what they told you You do what they told you Now I wonder Those who died are justified But we're in the bad Take their chosen white You're justified Um, interesting week. We had some decent scores. Nobody really laid an egg except for one team, um, which is a little counterintuitive to their name. But we'll talk about points, points, points mm -hmm. in a couple games here. First game I want to touch on is me versus Crane. Um, Crane handed me the 56-point loss, wow. 158 to 102. Seemed like everything went right for Crane. He had 31 from Kenneth Walker, probably the biggest free agent pickup of the year. Uh, Joe Mixon with the eighth best fantasy football performance ever with 58 points, four touchdowns in the first half, five total. And Tua coming along nicely with 29 in a three-point win over Chicago. Other than that, Crane, not great across the board. DK with 14, and then you had Devontae go for four, Drake London for four, and Dawson Knox for five. But I think this was probably your highest scoring week of the year, right? Oh, yeah. It was my highest scoring week of the year by like 40 points or 30 points. Um, I don't know. I would love to come on here and brag, but the fact that I beat you mainly because Joe Mixon had 58 points makes it feel um, not repeatable. So 
and I have to play you again one more time this season. So I'm just going to kind of hold tight here. But uh, I hope he can keep scoring touchdowns. I'm not expecting five anytime soon. Uh, but, yeah, Ken Walker's been great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. You you had a – you. let me see what you had going on. Well, I will say this about your team. You've done very well after having some bad luck early with Dak Prescott going down week one. And Keenan Allen <clears throat> basically has had a pulled hamstring for the whole season. Now not this playing, whole so. Keenan Allen thing is just a joke. Like the, I, this guy, I mean, catches a breeze and he's like, I'm, I'm going to sit out. And I think guys, he's like choosing at this point. He's like, nah, the hammy wasn't good over that bye week. What do you mean the hammy? Dude, you were, <laughs> you were doing walkthroughs. You weren't even running. Like how is How did it get worse at the bye week? I hate him. I picked him 22nd overall. Totally fucked my team. Yeah. I'll never draft him again. I was trying to force him over to your team in a trade. Rich and Matt Smartly was like, I don't want any part of that, dude. <laughs> Great. I have him on my other league, and I was like, Matt, I am not doubling down on zeros. Like, you, you can't trade for a guy that doesn't play, right? Like, it's just crazy. It's crazy to me that we picked him so high, and the amount of guys, teams that he has blown up this year because of, of this performance, I mean, he was just picked so high to never play. It's crazy. Yeah. I literally think he scored three points all season. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, but no, I mean, Rich makes a good point. Like the best ability in fantasy is turning out to be availability. And availability is not something I've been very familiar with over the past years. Um, two years ago, it was Saquon going down in week two. Last year, it was McCaffrey going down in week three. This year, uh, Jamar Chase in week seven, he may be done for the season. Uh, but I've actually had some worse luck this week. Josh Allen with now like a a UCL, yeah. something in the elbow, like that might be an issue for the rest of the season. Aaron Jones went down with an ankle, scoring the least amount of points he scored this year. I had both tight ends on a bye, so Tyler Conklin got the nod and went 1.7. Which is crazy, Kriv, because he's been hot recently. He's had a few good weeks there. That waiver wire, he's looked pretty nice on it, let's be honest. It would have so- been nice. I was skeptical starting two Jets with Conklin and Michael Carter, but Michael Carter scored his first touchdown of the year. Cordell Patterson came back, scored two touchdowns in his first game in five or six weeks. Um, I also got Darnell Mooney going for a season high on my bench. So I don't know. That's just kind of the way it's happened for me the past few years. And it was a really fun run while it lasted starting out five and two. But um, if my guys continue to drop like flies, like I'll see you guys in the loser's bracket. Well, the nice thing about where you're at in the standings is you kind of have some wiggle room. I mean, not a ton, but you might be able to kind of hold down the fort until Jamar possibly returns to eliminate me from playoff contention in the last week of the season. <laughs> I'm probably not going to be in contention at that point, but yeah, I hope he comes back sooner rather than later for your sake. The only thing I have going for me is I'm second in scoring behind jock, <clears throat> which I could catch him. He's maybe 40 points in front of me. And um, I know I'm last in points allowed. So people are scoring a ton of points against me, which is fine. Somebody has got to be last in points allowed. So whatever, like if it's me, it's me. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hopefully my tight ends can get back next week. Frymuth and Joku, and they were both top ten tight ends, and we'll we'll make some decisions at running back and quarterback uh, down the stretch here. I mean, the one thing you do have going for you here, Crim, <clears throat> is I thought I expected more this week out of Devin Duvernay, uh, especially with Rashad Bateman going down, Andrews yep. going down. I, I and for him to not step up, what I think one point five this week, and he's been that like double edged sword where if you had Bateman, you hate Dever Duvernay or whatever, and uh, he, then he comes out after he goes down and does nothing, like no and show, Larry Bud. That's why I didn't start him. I can't trust him yet. Like until he shows some consistency 
He's going to sit on my bench. I'm going to play two tight ends, two running backs. and That's the problem with that type of receiver, though. He's like a home run hitter. He's never going to show any consistency. It's like back in the day. And actually, speaking of the devil, I think he's on the Ravens now. Deshaun Jackson. You could ne- you never knew what you were getting from Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Come on. He could be the savior. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, next game, Bishop Sycamore with a 30-point win over uh, Levered to the TDs. And I think Bob changed his name to something else, IMG Academy, for just to play Bishop mm-hmm. Sycamore, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, so Bob, after dropping, I forget what he scored on me last week, maybe like 160, 170, goes down to 85 points. Um, Bob had 21 from Christian Kirk and 18 from Juju, but nothing else really doing anything for him. McCaffrey was on a bye. <laughs> Hawkinson actually getting a ton of work in uh, Minnesota with nine catches for 16 points, I believe. Um, then Deontay Foreman, of course, the week after he scores three touchdowns against me, comes back to life and scores four points for Bob this week. So that was fun. Yeah, I just I, I the one my one takeaway from this game is I hope Joey G woke up on mon- Monday or Tuesday morning and texted Bob, "Sup." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his, uh, his bench is stacked too, man. He's got an unreal. He's like you look. You look across the board. Jamal Williams, Rondale Moore. Like this, he he looks good in first place, but he is good in first place, and that's what's scary. Bob is an outright number one seed right now, and I don't see this guy slowing down anytime soon. That Taysom Hill is bullshit, by the way, because I, I mean, agree. Let's, yeah, like, how you and only one point one point four five this week. That's fine, but he's all from passing. Yeah, right? And he'll go 45 points next week, and there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. Because we'll look like little crybabies if we say, this isn't fair. We could have picked yeah. him. We didn't, fellas. Well, a few years ago, Taysom Hill, they were playing on a short week or something like that, and you could start him at tight end while he played quarterback for Drew Brees. And I remember that was that was a big thing. Um, But, yeah, Bob took a, a fat L this week. Joey G's projected to beat me by, like, 30 or 40 points. I will say about Joey G's team, if this is the time of the year where I, Xander's team falls off, it's also the time of the year where frequently I'm like, wow, I love Joey G's team. <laughs> He's a silent assassin, man. He just like kind of sits back. I think I typically trash him on the pods in the early season, and then he just starts cooking. And he always has Cooper Cup, it seems like. And he's just a solid fantasy player. Well, Joey G's got some collateral, too. A couple assets here at quarterback. He had Fields go for 50 points on his bench. And I think Justin Fields' 50 points came on like 175 passing yards or 135 passing yards. Here it is, 123 passing yards. Yeah, 123. Three touchdowns. When uh, Chase Claypool got traded from the Steelers, I saw the alert. I was like, yes, get him out of Pittsburgh hell and get that man some (laughs) touches. Then I see, oh, he's going to the Bears. I'm like, Christ, man, it's getting worse. Yeah, so Joe's also got some depth. ETN gave him 30. Cooper Cup gave him 29. Um, but another good week from Joey G. Um, next game is Los Tres Piernes against Coach J in the handcuffs. Jock losing by six points to Tim. Um, nothing really great here from either teams. Um, Tim had 26 from Hertz. It's, this is consistent, though. Waddle, Kelsey going for about 20 apiece. Garrett Wilson and Josh Palmer going for about 19 apiece. Um, if you can get 40 from your flexes, like that's a solid week. And, and Tim seems to be getting that done, uh, especially with Najee Harris kind of not doing anything all year. Yeah. Listen, two words, fraud owner. All right. 
Jock <laughs> is a fraud owner. Ever since draft night, he literally took two of our handcuffs. I have never literally been praying to the fantasy gods for a man to crumble harder than this dude right here. Him sitting in ninth place. I hope it continues to rocket to the bottom of the league standings. Jock, you're a fraud. Jock with the biggest trade of the year, acquiring Justin Jefferson for the second trade, too. I thought he would have it in the bag with Eckler, Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, and Olave should be getting a lot more touches. Cole uh, Hardman's coming on strong, too. Yeah, and yeah, that's, sure I don't know if that was a waiver pickup, but he's got Amari and George Kittle on the bench. Like On paper, Jock's team is really good, but he's just not putting wins together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Justin Jefferson's not a winning player. He's been traded from two storied franchises for a reason. Horrible locker room fit. We had to get rid of him. <laughs> um, next game, first or last 62, Sauce getting the 17-point win over Kevin. Um, Sauce had 44 from Mahomes, 17 from Sanders, and 15 from A.J. Brown, but nobody else was in double digits on his team. Kevin was kind of all over the place, 28 from Tyreek Hill. Aaron Rodgers with 19. He's been shit this year. Um, Kevin with the fucking tight ends this year has been hilarious. I've never even heard this <laughs> name. Cade Otten. The Tampa Bay tight winning TD. <laughs> Going for 18 points for Kev. Like, I've never unreal. heard of him either. And the hand is in the air. Who? Kevin clearly. Kevin is the elite tight end owner of this league. I was also shopping for a tight end last week and went with Tyler Conklin, who uh, Kevin dropped. He just completely outcoached the tight ends this week over May. Yeah. Did a great Not job. Not only with that, he had points. Fant on his bench with 14, so he picked the right one, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good move, too, yeah. And Kev's uh, his IR is full. He's no vacancy yeah. over there with J.K. Dobbins, Marquise Brown, Mark Ingram, and Matt Ryan on IR. I mean, that's not a bad IR stack up right there, hoping for some people to come back and get healthy. I'll tell you the biggest thing that I've learned this year, first time I've ever played in a league this large, fellas, there is absolutely shit on the waivers, man. There is nothing. I'm in there during lunch on a Tuesday going like, let's go, baby, let's go shopping. And like, we're buying breadcrumbs here. Like, there is nothing to buy. The shelves are empty. Yeah, the 14 teams make it tough, but at the same time, it's 14 owners who all takes fantasy very seriously. So, like, most of us know our shit. Um, this week was tough on the waivers, and we'll get to that. But Sauce actually putting together a nice win. Um, he's had a tough season with Jonathan Taylor being pretty shitty. Hunter Renfro's had a horrible season, too. Kyle Pitts, horrendous. Pitts, I don't know. I know a lot of people that went Taylor in the first and Pitts at the front end of the third, and none of them are any good this year, so... Good, uh, nice move from Sauce there. Yeah, but he's got the back. He's got like the pieces to build on. Like Sanders and Brown are consistent producers, and Mahomes has been playing insane this year. Has made, and I know we talked about it in the group chat. It's just made me realize like the QB is important. Yeah, I was agreed. Like, I went too far the other way somewhere in the late two twenty tens where I was like, "Fuck it, I'm never drafting a QB." And then I found myself starting Mariota this year who for some reason I dropped. Jock picked him up. Jock, why the fuck did you pick up that idiot? He's the worst <laughs> quarterback. Um, I don't know. It's just an aside on QBs. We can keep moving. Uh, next game, Burn One's Moses getting a win over the house, man, 116 to 90. Um, good win from Dylan here. He had 38 from Devontae Adams, uh, minus two from the Panthers D, which did not help. I don't know why he started the Panthers D at Cincinnati. That's a tough start. Um, 
Tom Brady with a nice 22 piece. Ramondre Stevenson's been a really good pickup for him this year with 18. And then look over on the flip side at Xander's team, Kyler with 25. Khalil Herbert and Gabe Davis combining for eight. Robert Woods with a donut, which sucks. Um, And then Jawan Johnson, another tight end pickup. There's 12. Um, I guess Mark Andrews was out last week, so that hurt Xander. But yeah, I don't know. Xander's just on the decline. It's it's tough. He smells Halloween and just forgets about fantasy, it seems like. If there's anybody... uh, Sorry, go ahead, Rich. If there's anybody that's going to be excited about a second half, I'm looking at Dylan Cardane with the burn one Moses here, fellas, and it's one reason. Tom Brady's single, all right? And there's one thing <laughs> that's less dangerous, all right, and that's a married man. That My man is single and ready to mingle. No Giselle. He's about to literally pump every single girl in Tampa Bay and touchdowns. Look out for Tom Brady, second half. Dylan Cardane, I'm telling you. I can't argue with that. That's a great point. You got to think his points go up. They should. Um, it's free. Or, I don't know, maybe he's maybe he's really having a hard time with the breakup. Maybe his points Shoot. go down. See, one thing I would like feelings. to point out, the Bucks offensive line is, is uh, not great, and Tom Brady simply can't move, but you're probably right, Rich. He's kind of like uh, the, the night – what was the ice dude from Game of Thrones? That, that's literally Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, do you think this is like one of the first times that I can remember, I don't know about you guys, that you're seeing him actually get beat up a little bit? Like he's, I feel like he's been so protected for so long. To see him actually start to take some hits and face a little adversity, it's kind of nice to see. Yeah. I think like it's that's kind of been eye-opening this year for him and, and Rodgers to some extent. They're guys that like to get the ball out in like two seconds and – and since they're not, I, I don't know, with the Bucks, it's definitely the O-line. Like, he doesn't have the time to hold it. And I don't know, like, Godwin's coming back from the knee. Like, they just don't – they're not getting open fast enough, I guess. And it's kind of fun to watch him get beat up a little bit. <laughs> it is. All right, mm-hmm. next game we got Solo JoJo getting a 40-point win over points, 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 points. Um, Joe with every player except for DeAndre Swift and his defense in double figures, so – Solid week for Joe there. And then, Rich, you and Matt only had Lamar and Dalvin and the Seahawks D in double figures. Um, any comments on the lack of points, 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 points in the last couple of weeks here? Yeah, listen, fellas, there comes a time in every man's life where he's got to stare himself at the mirror and say, we have a white receiver named Alec Pierce. Who? He's our leading receiver right now. It's, uh, <laughs> you, you're not going to get it done right now. It's We we have nobody, and we, we me and Matt had a meeting tonight. We got together. Uh, kind of sat down, looked at our roster, and said, where are we going now? And the problem is, is there's not a whole lot of routes to go. Uh, you know, you look at Lamar Jackson, Shane, you said it. You're like, this was a year you want to take quarterbacks early. We did. Lamar Jackson's our bell cow. <laughs> and, dude, like, and he is – we need him to put up 50 if we're going to compete. And right now, 25, that's average. We cannot have that. Points, points, points was based around Lamar Jackson. Uh, so we need we need some people to step up. CD on a bye doesn't help. Brandon Cook's playing a prima donna role and saying, you know what, guys? I'm uh, I'm not going to play this week. Excuse me, what? You're not going to play this? You, can you even say that? So, you know, and then you're picking up Kadarius Toney, who's a fifth-string wide receiver on an absolutely stacked wide receiver core in Kansas City. And, you know, Look, we're taking a flyer on Odell, boys. That's what we. That's what we're hoping. I was just gonna say that Odell <laughs> being on your bench as a free agent is ambitious, but at the same time, I mean, there's nobody on waivers, so why what not? Are you gonna do? 
I think uh, Rich and Matt's bench is like a perfect depiction of waivers this year. Like one in, in a 12 team league, I would have been like, why are they picking up Kadarius Tony? Like now it's like on our waivers, that's a pretty solid pickup. And He's got potential. also with our waivers, wasting a bench spot on Odell until he comes back is a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Um, agreed. I Yeah, you guys have had some tough luck. Darren Waller is always yeah. fucking kills it the first three weeks and then gets hurt. Um, was Brandon Cooks hurt last week? Is that why you guys didn't start him? I saw he had zero. No, Brandon Cooks chose not to play. He said he wasn't playing because of the contract issues. Yeah, he, oh, didn't get right, tra- right. he didn't get traded at the trade deadline, and he was pissed. So he just yeah, like, I missed took that, his toys bad. and went home. I literally um, couldn't believe it. I called Matt, and I'm like, this can't be real, right? Like, they can't, <laughs> he can't physically do that. And I guess he's just he holding can. out. I guess he can do that. Yeah, well, that hurts you. Um, that sucks. Joe? circle back to Joe. Uh, I don't know if this has been broached, but Joe ended up winning the trade with Williams with the Bracey yeah. Hall knee, knee injury, so good job, Joe. <laughs> and Joe has James Robinson, who is basically now Brees Hall anyway, because he's on the Jets. That's true. <laughs> That's I would crazy. probably get Brees Robinson, James Hall into Joe's Michael lineup Carter. if I was him. But Joe did a good job drafting running backs this year. Yeah. Well, DeAndre Swift, that's just bad luck, man. I mean, you got to hope he comes back. That's another thing where you got to draft based on availability. And DeAndre Swift hasn't been available. It's like Mike Williams, baby. But Damian Pierce, great pick. I offered him Devontae Smith for Russell Wilson two separate times, and he rejected it both times. (laughs) (laughs) Not that Devontae Smith's been lighting it on fire either, but Russ has been uh, brutal. Well, you can only start one quarterback too, and yeah. Can you yeah. guys answer this question for me, please? Does Wames send everyone the most BS trade requests <laughs> nonstop? I can't take another one, dude. I can. I, I mean, he is sending me seven stringers for like our our bench guys for like CD, and I'm like, what are you? Do- Why are you even doing this? I I want to be like, I want to yell at him through the phone, and I can't. But he keeps because then he'll just resend. So then I send him the most ridiculous things back, and it's counterproductive. <laughs> it, no, it doesn't help anybody. It's a cultural thing. It's just part of the uh, the team here in, that we have in the Burn One League. But yeah, yeah it's, the best it's the best way to too. deal with his trade request is just to let it sit until it expires and hope he forgets about it. So yeah. you hope somebody in that one. trade gets hurt on his end. <laughs> I love it. it. See, that's it. a smart idea, fellas. You've clearly done this for a few years. <laughs> like ten, yeah. <laughs> um, last but not least, James's game actually. James with the second most points this week. With only 125, it was a relatively low-scoring week, but he had a 11-point win over Joe Hibbs and Kiefer. Um, nothing real to write home about here. Biggest thing for James, 25 from the Patriots D and special teams, um, whereas the Raiders got minus three from the Bears. Uh, that just kind of proved to be the difference. They were kind of close. Otherwise, quarterbacks were in the mid-20s. Um, Derrick Henry <laughs> went for 26, but Goddard for James went for 25, and Kenyon Drake with a nice 27 piece this week for Baltimore. He's kind of coming into his role there. It doesn't look like Gus Edwards is really getting any action. Uh, Dobbins is on IR. So Kenyon Drake, they got a good RB1 there. I don't know when they picked him up. Gus Edwards is actually hurt too, I think. Is he still hurt? I thought he got activated. Maybe not. I could be wrong. I don't know. Well, um, Kenyon Drake had 24 carries for 93 yards. So he's going to get a ton of action. It looks like, all right, so this is Kenyon Drake's story this year. Didn't get drafted. Kevin picked him up in free agency for $0, dropped him six days later. 
Bob picked him up for zero dollars in free agency, drops him six days later. Uh, Joe and Kiefer picked him up on the third, so last Thursday, and uh, also for zero dollars, and he went for twenty-seven this week. Wow! Wow! Electric. Hey, I'll tell you another guy too. Looking at these rosters. I love this guy. I don't know if he was a waiver wire or not, but he has to be. There's no way they draft him. Greg Dulcich, a Dulcich yeah, guy from up. Denver. If this guy put up 12, 11, then 12 again, but his, I mean, his receptions are there and his targets are good, like three, nine, and then five. Yeah. He's on a bye week last week. He's awesome. And that was a great pickup. Yeah. It looks like they scooped him up off waivers for six bucks on the 19th. So about three weeks ago, but definitely good pickup. I do want to point out one thing about James's team. If you look at his bench, he's currently rostering four quarterbacks, uh, <laughs> two defense special teams, uh, two wide receivers, and a running back. So, do you think he's just trying to screw everybody else? Yeah. Well, it kind of screwed me this oh, week. I had to pick up. That's why Case I picked Keenum. up Jacoby Brissett. Who'd you pick? <laughs> Case Keenum. <laughs> okay, so he's sitting with Trevor Lawrence on his bench, Derek Carr on his bench, Deshaun Watson on his bench, starting Geno Smith. He's maxed out on quarterbacks. You can only roster four. I mean, you know for a fact he's like he's going to try and trape somebody with Watson with the allure yeah. of him coming back. Uh, he's been sending me offers with Trevor Lawrence in it all season. And, like, why is Cam Akers <laughs> on his roster still? Just cut him and add another quarterback. Yeah, true. Um, all right, guys, any other comments on week nine? Uh, Wames has some pretty bad IR luck with Michael Thomas and Breezy Hall. I'd like to point that out. That's that's tough. Michael Thomas yeah. actually kind of looks pretty good. Uh, I don't know, though. He's he's kind of on my Keenan Allen blacklist now, too. What, a, what, a, what an asshole. He's out with a toe injury. Just, like, tape it up or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Debo on IR, too. I mean, is Brees Hall's done for the year, isn't he? Why is he sitting on the IR? Just so James can say that he had Brees Hall and now he's on IR. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> this exact true. moment. So when we look back in three years at what happened in 2022 season, we can have that evidence. I do the same thing, honestly, if I can. I'll yeah, I do up. too. Yeah. But. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a little commercial break and we're going to go on to the next segment and talk about waiver wire pickups this week. Look. If you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, would you capture or just let it slip? Yo. His arms are sweaty, knees peak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. Snap back to reality, oh, there goes gravity. It's all back to these ropes, it don't matter, he's dope. He knows that, but he's broke. He's so stagnant, he knows when he goes back to this mobile home, that's when it's back to the lab again, yo. This old rhapsody better go capture this moment and hope it don't be better. Lose his health in the music, the moment you own it, you better never let it go. Opportunity comes once in a lifetime. Oh, 
into our waiver wire segment. Um, not a ton of action here on the waivers this week. Most expensive man was Daniel Bones Jones, the Giants quarterback. Both Bob and Rich slash Matt bid 20 bucks on him. Bob had waiver pref, uh, I guess precedence. So he ended up winning the Daniel Jones sweepstakes. Um, I also bid six bucks on Jones after dropping him last week before my beloved Josh Allen hurt his, uh, whatever it is, something in his elbow. Um, UCL. Thank you. Um, Daniel Jones had a couple good weeks, like two, three weeks ago. And then the week before the bye week, I think he only mustered like 13 to 15. Yeah. This was a huge swing and a miss for us. Uh, as you can now see who we're starting instead, but, um, (laughs) We, we needed him to come in and help us out. This waiver wire is tough, man, but uh, maybe we can grab one of perps. So maybe offer us a trade, buddy, if you're uh, listening to this. <laughs> I have Dr. Um, Tua if you're interested. Mm. But I don't want to negotiate on air. Yeah, <laughs> um, then we got uh, Tim picking up Donovan Peoples-Jones for eight bucks. Um, no other bidders. Joey G shopping around some defenses. Picked up the Saints, also bid on the Giants and the Broncos D special teams. Um, another quarterback off the board, Anal Raiders, picked up Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and then Dylan picked up Cole Komet, dropped Nelson Aguilar. And then uh, it looks like Tim also bid on the Saints D special teams, but did not pick them up. Tim, um, Tim cracks me up with his like his uh, waiver actions, like $1. <laughs> Just like bet five or something and give yourself a shot no it was a few years ago that tim was like no i will never bet a multiple of five it has to be like Uh, six or (laughs) eleven that could come into play shout out to solo jojo joey klein here hundred dollar budget waiver while still left in this pocket this guy is money bags mcgee (laughs) joe is so fucked up at the draft i think he thinks he's gonna get the hundred back if he doesn't (laughs) (laughs) he was pretty hammered huh i love well he wasn't even at the draft he was fucked up in new york but he texted me the day before the draft and goes yo i can't get into the room i said you got about 24 hours and 15 minutes there joe (laughs) (laughs) god bless him (laughs) yeah joe's actually uh leading the league well i don't know how if this is leading or last but Basically, he's only got three waiver wire moves on the year, um, which is last. So, Joe, respect him sticking to the guns that he drafted at three and six. But at the same time, you know, the saying goes, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And Joe is just riding with that train. Yeah. Yeah. It is is nice to see, like, most of the league has 15 or more moves. Yeah. People are active. And you can only well, do so happily. much with uh, the league being, you know, competitive in 14 teams. Is like there's not that much out there, but people are active. Um, all right, let's get into our Week 10 preview. Um, first game is definitely not powerhouses by any means because my team's kind of been shitty. But um, my team takes on Joey G's team. Uh, let's see. As soon as this fucking fantasy cast ad goes away, I'll be able to tell you projections. I know Joey G's a favorite over me by like at least 40 points. Okay, only 25, but um, my dudes are just questionable right now. <clears throat> Josh Allen did not practice today, Wednesday. Aaron Jones left with an ankle last week in the third quarter. Darnell Mooney now <clears throat> is going to be competing for targets against Chase Claypool. Adam Thielen also questionable, I think, with a hamstring. 
Joku might be coming back off an ankle. Like it's just every guy in my lineup is banged up. And I tell these guys, you know, week one's the best your body's going to feel all year. You might get that <laughs> bye week. Your body feels a little bit better, but at the same off. time, hey, we're battling out there. And my athletic yeah. staff, the training staff is just not getting it done for me the past few years. You're going double tight this week, Kamish? I think I have to. If I look at my bench, Jacoby Myers, Michael Carter, DuVernay, all on buys. Um, I'm not going to start Caleb Huntley and just do like the uh, floor play with Patterson and Huntley because Algier is getting more touches anyway. And then yeah. other people on my bench, Jamar Chase, who's out and also on a buy. And Case Keenum, who I might have to start if Josh Allen's hurt. So I don't really have any other options to, except to go double tight, actually. Yeah, no, that that adds up. I didn't I'm going 22 personnel, yeah. If I can get back to my consistent 120 points a week, I would feel good about it. But Joey G's got his guns coming back. I swear to God, if Justin Fields puts up another 40-piece, I'm going to be sick. Um, ETN's coming off a big week and goes to Kansas City. So I don't know. He's probably going to get a bunch of check down points. Uh, yeah. Cooper Cup in Arizona. I think the Rams win there pretty handily. Um, Cortland Sutton's <laughs> just been an annoying surprise this year. Saquon so off the bye. probably feeling pretty sick that, uh, well, he has Mahomes, so I guess him dropping Justin Fields doesn't really matter. But leave it to Joe G to find that breakout star at quarterback in the middle of the year. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and he's got Justin Herbert, who you kind of thought was going to be the breakout star at quarterback, too. Uh, yeah, but the yeah, Chargers I mean, have just shit the bed across the board. Fuck the Chargers. Getting to seven and three for Joey G would be huge. I think seven and three at the ten game mark is like that's pretty legit. You're looking yeah. at a top three seed at this point. Um, if you can stay consistent, I think we're going to see a couple teams start to pull away here. And I don't know if it's going to be me. I'm kind of hanging on to my five and two start, just waiting for my guys to get a little healthy Wait, again. Alex, you're starting two tight ends. It's not going to be you. Yeah, baby. 22 personnel, two running backs, two tight ends. Have you at put some point, serious? Oh, go ahead, Rich. No, I said, at any point in your life, did you ever think, you know what's going to win me this week? Two tight ends. Yeah, in this 14-team league, definitely, because it's been done five times this year. I think I started two tight ends like wow. four out of the five weeks. But Joku's also hurt, and if he doesn't play, I don't know who the fuck I'm going to start. I'm going to be scraping the waivers. I'm going to ask Kevin for a tight end, basically. <laughs> um. Next game, CTE by 33 against Las Trace Piernes. Um, it looks like Tim is projected by about 12 points right now. Crane, I really like Kenneth Walker at Tampa Bay. Um, or at London, actually. Yeah, no, in it's, London. it's in Munich. And an interesting thing is I've been reading online. Kenneth Walker doesn't have his fucking passport. So he might not be able to no. play. Wait, what? what? Like, yeah, how does some NFL like team employee not say like, oh, we have a 21 year old rookie and we have to play in Germany this year? Let's get him his passport. What the hell are they doing? I mean, if he doesn't have his passport by now, it's Wednesday. They probably traveled already, right? I I read it on like Sunday, and he's still projected to play. So maybe they got him a passport. I don't know. I think he's but, sitting uh, at customs in uh, the Munich International Airport. Yeah, it's, me, I, I, it's just shocking to me that they didn't have that squared away but, well uh, you guys you have guys playing at all fucking hours of the week this week you got yeah two london or two munich guys you got a you got a thursday night with drake london you got a monday night with Devonte smith so like tim's gonna be on a roller coaster all week but he's got a monday night he's got a thursday night with dj moore a couple bunch of sunday afternoons tim's got a sunday night too this this one is really going all weekend i like this 
Crane, I'll be interested to see if your boy Drake London can ever get it going. I think he was a great pickup by you. Had a few great weeks, man, and his targets were high. And then what happened? Where where did he go? That's that's where I'm at now, Rich. I was actually staring at my lineup earlier this week. Like, do I keep riding with this guy when I need I somebody in, or do I pick up like some scrap off the waivers? Like, I, I thought about bidding on Donovan Peoples Jones instead of like, but I, I'm just. Mariota just they don't throw the ball anymore like the coach was like all right we can win by taking the air out of the ball we're gonna do that so that's why Kyle Pitts and Drake London are just like fucked pretty much but I have no other option he was good though like he was not even good he was great and and weak winners like you're like this could be my stallion I'm gonna ride this dude and then bam yeah he disappeared I can't say I feel great about this week with my 58 point man on a bye um (laughs) Yeah, and Devontae Smith is, like, kind of like Devin Duvernay. Like, the Eagles offense doesn't – there's not enough balls to go around. So, mm-hmm. only two of them eat at a time, and it's not normally Devontae. Too many cooks <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, for Tim, he's got Kelsey at home against Jacksonville, which should be a big game for him. Jalen Waddle's been huge. Um, Najee Harris has sucked, and I'll bet you Jalen um, – is it Jalen Warren? Is that the Steelers' backup running back? Yeah, he's gonna probably split carries this week. But um, Tim also on that heater. If he goes to seven and three, that's that's big for him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Tim. If uh, why do you have Joshua Palmer in over Garrett Wilson? That's perplexing to me. Um, I guess because he's the only Chargers receiver, and I like having two at a counteract Waddle, but you can't really the receivers touchdowns count for more. So I'm gonna lose out on that one. Yeah, uh, it helps though. Yeah, I. It's just like Waddle and Kelsey is a nice – That's Tim's team is always the all-floor team. He always like – he'll never have a week where he scores like 60. He's always going to be at 100 and anything over – he's just consistent. Plays it safe, yeah. Um, then we got Levered to the TDs versus Pennsylvania Bill Hillies. Um, this is a big matchup. Bob could get to 7-3, and three, but Kev could get to 6-4 and four after a pretty rough start. Um, Bob looks like he's got Daniel Jones as the starter this week over Andy Dalton. And over, I mean, Jameis, who's not playing, but um, Hawkinson's back in the lineup after showing a good week in Minnesota. Damn, at Buffalo, that should be a good game. Um, McCaffrey, Juju's coming along nicely, too. Like, Bob's kind of finding his stride here. Josh Jacobs has had some huge weeks. Yeah, and Bob then, seems so good, but, it, like, when you just look at it on paper, it's like, ugh. <laughs> they put McCaffrey. Up, Kevin's got Kamara back in the running back slot, Tyreek Hill. Uh, Julio Jones, eh, I don't love it. He's also got Cade, Cade Otten again. So two Tampa Bay guys kind of sketches me out, especially like in Munich. I don't love the, the European games, like starting dudes in Europe kind of sketches me out just because they're out of their routine. Uh, yeah, DeAndre Carter in the flex, the Chargers wide receiver and Khalif Raymond's the bear or Lions wide receivers in the flex for Kev, like, I don't know, boomer bust guys, I guess. He's been pulling the right strings. I would get George Pickens in my lineup if I was Kevin. That's literally the only person that fucking Kenny Pickett has to throw to. It'll be it'll be huge for him. I think I think Dobbins and Marquise Brown are coming back at some point off his IR. If he can like weather the storm until he gets them back, he could make a run. Yeah. Yeah. Those are two guys that that could absolutely be studs as soon as they get back. You just don't know. Yeah, that can change the game for him. Um, then we got Coach Jay in the handcuffs facing off against the house, man. 
battle of four and five here. I mean, I fully expect Jock to win based on his points scored, but this is definitely a Xander thing to like get a win over Jock, and Jock's been like kind of getting railed in the record this year. Um, this is like this is a trade battle too. We got Chubb oh, and yeah. whatever whatever else Xander got for him, which I think was like Khalil Herbert. So nothing. Justin first Jefferson's first game back in Belgium since the trade. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I mentioned this either, uh, Kriv, but uh, I mean, when you look at this team, Jake Thomas is an absolute fraud, a fraudulent <laughs> GM, doesn't even deserve the four wins that he has as points, 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 biggest adversary. I'm going to say Jake Thomas, fraud. So if I didn't mention that, I just want to get that out there. No, I haven't heard that yet. That's a good point, though. It continues to amaze me that Jock is riding Marcus Mariota over golf or like almost any other option, but I don't know. Dedication to his guys. Maybe Mariota's got naked pictures of Jock and Jock has to start him. <laughs> Jock's um, team is one that looks so good on paper that it's, be, like, it's like the opposite of Bob's. Besides the quarterback, it's just a, it's a very, I like every name in the lineup. Next one, first or last, 62 sauce against points, 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 points. Uh, talk about two teams who need a win desperately here. Sauce cannot fall to three and seven, or else he's probably out of it. And Matt and Rich have Rich, you guys have just kind of like you're, you're you're skidding a little bit here in the past four weeks or so. Yeah, like I said, we're not confident right now. The boys in the locker room are feeling a little bit of that pressure. We need to do well. We need to execute this week. We need to get to that coveted you know above the waterline here of, of a six and four, and, and at least make a push here in the second half. And I just, oh boy, you know, you see CD's back, Dalvin Cook. Could he maybe step up and be that that workhorse again that we need? Uh, but we'll see what happens, man. Does Cooks even play this week? We don't know. <laughs> Too many Rich, Cooks. Rich, I got to say, I think I think Matt jinxed you in the group chat earlier this year. He was like, it was like when I was down very bad to start the season. Matt was joking that Lamar had scored basically almost as many points as my entire team to that point. And now I only trail you guys in total scoring by like 20 points. So I think, oh, man. I think Matt's words have, have jinxed you. Well, I will say that there's a little bit of me and Matt are learning together as well. It's communications tough. We're like uh, trying to be like a married couple, you know, like I love Antonio Gibson. He does not. He put up about 50 points combined on our bench the last three weeks. He put him in last week. He doesn't do as well. So, you know, it's, we're trying to figure out each other, the ebb and flow of our communication as well. So hopefully, you know, when our synergy combines to create something special, the uh, points, points, points will feel that chain and, and start feeling that same love themselves. I know rich when sauce and Joe used to co-own a team, they, they didn't have great synergy either. Sauce would typically just wait until Sunday morning, right before game time and just put in whoever the fuck you wanted, <laughs> which is hilarious. But it's, at least you guys are trying to talk it through and not just stabbing each other in the back at su- Sunday at 1135. No, we're in couples therapy. Like today, we hugged it out. We did our points, points, points in each other's faces, one inch from each other. And uh, we felt the vibe. And I was, honestly, while the players may be not executing at the highest level, me and Matt are we are holding hands into the clouds right now. So hopefully they, uh, they feel that vibe and, and just uh, kick some ass this week. Sauce keeping you guys in suspense though. He's got three running backs in his lineup right now. Plus Jonathan Taylor on his bench. Tyler Boyd is in his lineup on a buy. So I think he's going to 
Dude, his you know, team looks sick. Yeah, his team looks he's good. He's actually still favored to win with a guy on his buy in this lineup. <laughs> yeah, we are uh, we are what we like to call in a bad spot. Yeah. Uh, next game, Cheetadopolis, I am perp against Burn One's Moses. I've actually been waiting for this one for a long time. Um, this is one that I would expect to hear more from this week. I know James has been busy, but I'm shocked that Dylan hasn't started shit-talking um, about the great scandal of, I don't know, 2015, 2014 or so. Um, Dylan is currently favor- – uh, no, James is favored to win by about 1.9 points. This one's a toss-up, though. Yeah. James with Geno Smith playing in uh, Munich, too, is – it's it's an interesting one. Geno Smith's been the biggest surprise at the quarterback position this year, I would say. Um, not necessarily a game breaker, but game manager has been solid. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Seahawks are good, and it's surprising. I like it because I have DK Metcalf. I drafted him like thinking that I was going to be in a situation where I have a talented receiver, kind of like Drake London, where they just can't get him the ball. And Geno can get the ball to his receivers, which is cool. Um, I will see if Brady can turn those bucks around <laughs> Dylan, that'll get Fournette cooking. If the yeah. Raiders ever figure out what the fuck they're doing, I mean, Devante's <laughs> still been producing, but yeah. Well, I will say uh, Dill's had, Dill's got a rough week to take on James, Jamal Williams, who I think might lead the league in touchdowns. He's a touchdown machine. He's out with an injury right now. Um, Ramondre Stevenson's on a bye. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just hasn't really had it all year. Um, so Dill's kind of going in there with a little bit of a walking wounded lineup. But, I mean, Darrell Henderson for James is always a toss-up. Um, Chris, I, I don't know. I don't trust any of the Tampa Bay guys right now. Deontay Johnson for James has been like – he needs a quarterback. He needs an offensive coordinator, and he's not getting it done. And Jerry yeah. Judy, ex-Joe Klein player. And, and he'll keep trying to trade for it. So if we know anything about him, that's what we know. That's a good point, yep. I've been offered like an insane combination of like over and over the same trade on this, like Deontay Johnson and so, and like Michael Thomas or Chris yeah, Godwin for Kenneth Walker like a hundred times. <laughs> he finally You've seen Chris Debo. Godwin come into ours too, Shane, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he finally put Debo in an offer this week, and I was like, all right, this one's at least worth looking at. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, he's a mover and shaker. I'll tell you that. I mean, like you love to see a guy like him physically keep trying. You know what I mean? Like where well, he's in his mindset is like one of these is going to work. And God damn yeah. it, he's right because sitting on your ass like us, we're like, no, let's let's work this. It doesn't. You got to throw the trades out there. You got to mess brings, it up. So. It brings a question to mind, Crib. When is the trade deadline? Uh, I'll have to look at when it was last year. It usually comes up right around Thanksgiving. Okay, so we're getting um, I, down to the wire. Maybe we'll see some blockbusters. We probably got like two weeks left or so, maybe like one week left. I'll I'll check it out and send a message in the group chat. Um, last game here, Solo JoJo taking on the Anal Raiders. Uh, Joe is Joe Klein's actually favored to win this right now by five points. Um, I would expect the Raiders to get another big performance from Tony Pollard against Green Bay. Um, Gerald Everett is definitely a question mark at tight end, but there's not really anybody else to throw to and for the Chargers, so maybe he gets some targets. Um, Brandon Ayuk's had a couple big weeks, and Derrick Henry doesn't have a quarterback that can throw the ball right now or a wide receiver core, so I'll bet you he's going to get fed too. Then you look at uh, Joe's team. Damian Pierce has just been huge this year. He's at the Giants. Um, They might stuff him up a little bit coming off the bye week. Stephon Diggs is a question mark, depending on how uh, Josh Allen plays. 
Uh, Tyler Lockett in Munich, don't love that. And then um, Ertz has been huge this year at the tight end spot. So I, I really like Zach Ertz this year. He's been killing it. Good for him. Good dude. Yeah, you love to see that. Yeah. Um, Crane, anything from your end on this matchup? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Just like it's this year's been so weird in fantasy. Like if you showed me the anal Raiders team last year, I would be like, whoa, that's it's a pretty good team. Um, but it's that it, I don't know. It's Derrick Henry's definitely picking it up as the weather gets cold. Maybe he can carry them into the playoffs. I mean, I'm I, I'm jealous that they have him. That's my favorite non-eagle in the league, and I hope Tractor Cedo gets a cook in here as the weather cools down. <laughs> yeah, Joe and Keeper have had some rough luck drafting. Allen Robinson's been shit this year. Isaiah Pacheco, like, out of camp was, like, the next best thing, and he's not really getting carries. Kind of took a backseat to Jarek McKinnon. And um, Kenyon Drake on a bye for them does not help their case either. Um, Joe's got James Robinson on a bye too, but um, this one... Again, both teams really could use a win. Falling to five and five would be tough, and Joe falling to three and seven would kind of knock him out virtually. But yeah, we'll see. I I also like this is a link between like I traded them Pollard because I was tired of having both Cowboys running backs. Like I want one of them to just get hurt for the rest of the year. I don't even care if it's Zeke. I just need to know. I need to know, and I'm tired <laughs> of them splitting carries. Yeah, Pollard's yeah. running back one. So, Shane, let me ask you this. I got Swift and I have Williams in my other league. I need wide receivers. You guys still there? Who do, I, who do I make a trade for? Which one do I give up? Because I'm with you. It's like, can one of you just friggin' get hurt or be done for the season? Yeah. I, that's seriously. a tough question, Rich. Like, my heart says to trade Williams, but my brain says yeah. that's probably yeah. not a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Um, and then last thing before we part here, I did mean to add the week 10 prize is the Tony Gonzalez award given to the owner with the most points from a tight end. I want to oh, no wonder you're playing two tight ends. You scumbag GM. No, no, I want to reiterate this. It has to be from the tight end slot. It can't be a tight end in the flex. Wow. So last year, James lost it because he started the most point, the tight end with the most points in his flex. <laughs> um, I won it in 2019 with Mark Andrews, and then Joe and Sauce won in 2020 and 2021 with Travis Kelsey. Um, so we'll see if Kelsey gets it again. That would be for Tim this year. But Kriv, I again, think I think you should remove that rule. That would like it, it, I like the aspect of like you could play for the weekly prize if you want. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I I'm with you, Shane. I think if you're willing to start a secondary tight end, they're 100 percent game as well. You know. Um. Should we just make it the rule then? I don't know. It's kind of like I mean, I have two top ten, top ten tight ends. We have three three out of fourteen teams here. That's the majority. It's it's a rule. I mean, four <laughs> representatives too, if we're counting Matt. That's yeah. true. Although me and Matt don't agree on much, so Matt might be like, "No way, guys!" And I'd be like, "Come on, Matt, please." That would be such a thing for Matt to be like, "No, dude, what the yeah. fuck?" <laughs> that actually was a, an unreal Matt impression. That's very good. I love you, Matt. I love you. Um, well, let's keep it this year just the tight end slot, but I like that idea moving forward. Um, we'll talk about it again next year. I'll start um, seven tight ends before next we year wrap up? after that. There you, yeah, you can do a pull of James with tight ends, not running back or quarterbacks. Oh, yeah, fellas. Thanks for having uh, me on, right, man. Guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for uh, bringing I'd, me in. I'd like to take – oh, yeah, of course, Richard. It's great to do a pod with you. Yeah, long overdue if you ask me. We yeah, should have done well, this years before you even in the league. 
You guys are uh, you guys run a tight ship I'd around like, here, man. So it's Mainly a good crib that keeps the ship going. No one else really does anything. <laughs> uh, Crane, what were you gonna say? I just I want to take a, a shot at uh, our Belgian friend Xander. He he traded for Justin Jefferson before his bye week, held on to Justin Jefferson through the bye week, and then traded him after the bye week and before Nick Chubb's bye week. It just makes <laughs> no sense to me. But that's just look at the bye weeks when you're making trades, my friend. You don't yeah. want to have the first round draft pick have two buys by what virtue of bad timing. Yeah, I talked to Matt about that earlier this week too. It's a good point. Um, all right, guys. I think we're going to wrap it up here. Again, another successful episode. We appreciate all the listeners out there. Sometimes I have people coming up to me at parties saying they, they enjoy listening to the pod. So, we, uh, oh, Griff, enjoy make sure you tell them this. Points, 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 points. Let's go, baby. Playoffs are All right, fellas. Have a good one. We'll talk to you later. Peace. And so do I. I feel commitments while thinking of you wouldn't get this from Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and desert you, never gonna make you cry, never gonna say goodbye, never gonna tell a lie and hurt you, never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and desert you, never gonna make you cry, never gonna say Never gonna give